0: welcome back to risk check podcast episode 44. Woo! The gang is back together.
1: Back together. Yes. It's been a long time since the three of us been on the couch. I was going to say at the same thing. So
2: uh I mean you you first were were you in were Texas, in Texas being a cowboy. And then Rashawn just came back from Colombia. What you doing my, in Colombia? I was celebrating my engagement.
0: Woo! Congratulations. Yes. So Shout out to Mary. That. Shout out to Mary. Making um, her an honest woman. Yes. Respect. I'm off the market guys. Mary's in the audience tonight. Yes, shout out to Mary. Might hear a nervous. little chuckle. <laughs> shout out to Mary. Shout she's out She's giggling to Mary. right now. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Um, a lot to celebrate. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, year. 2023. Yeah, Merry Christmas too. Happy Merry New Christmas. Year and a Merry Christmas to all our listeners and followers and uh, lovely supporters. Absolutely. We thank you all. And you know, we just recently celebrated our uh, one year anniversary. We did. But um, you know, now we could bring in the new year right? Absolutely. With a really good episode. Second run.
1: To to another year of Risk Check podcast. There we go. To another Carter year Harris. of Risk Check.
0: Yes. We uh we have a very very special guest. We do. Um, but before we get there, um I'd like to introduce the trio. Absolutely. I, I am Rashawn. I'm Ben. And I'm Perry, and we make up the Risk Check podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, on the couch with us tonight, we have Mr. Uh, Carlos Ramirez. Uh, What's up, guys? Shout out to Carlos Ramirez. Thank yes. you for the show tonight. <laughs> Round of applause. Absolutely. First um, guest of the new year. Yes. Thank first you for guest of the new me. year. Excited. Um, man, I don't know how to introduce this guy. He just wins. <laughs> he, <does so>, <laughs> he does everything. He does everything. Founder, entrepreneur. Hey, I try. I try. I try <laughs> not to get bored. Yes. I mean, this guy is probably, you know, if we if if this was a Dos Aques commercial, <laughs> most, interesting man in the world. <laughs> most interesting man in the world, Mr. Ramirez. Um, you know, it's an honor to have you on the couch. Um, Appreciate it, and we'll kind of dive into your story because it is an amazing one. Um, we want to celebrate you and your. Um, you know, great contribution to Horology. Very kind. Um, being a um, founder of Mech Watches. Correct. Um, in which we will dive into. Um, but before we get into the meat and the potatoes, let's have our wrist check.
2: Wrist check. <laughs> wrist check.
1: Perry, got to start. Perry's
2: oh, got to start. Oh, no. <laughs> Because he's
0: got a banger. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's been a while. Yes. Happy New Year. Uh, I am wearing a banger. I'm, I'm I'm very happy with this watch. I've been wearing this watch for the last maybe three weeks. Mm, nice. Uh, it was a gift from a, a really good friend at an amazing uh, watch company. Shout out to Claudio over at Moser. Yes. Uh, whom we will have on the show very soon this year. In the yes. new year. Um We had the pleasure of having uh, Ed okay, on the show. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Ed interviewed shout with, out to yes. uh, with Ben that one good time dude. last year very good dude. And yeah. um no, this watch is actually quite special because I am I'm a big believer in this brand. I'm a really big believer, I'm a big supporter. And there there hasn't been very many brands that I've been independent uh you know, smaller you know, brands that I've been very very excited about. Yeah. Quite like Moser. Yes. Uh I think Moser is incredibly special. I see them as the future. Yes. Uh, I see them as a company that will take the place of uh, or at the very least, will be mentioned in the same name as some of the greats whom we mentioned today. Yes. Um, of that caliber. But I'm wearing this evening a Endeavor, Moser, uh, Falcon's Eye, woo, Torbillon. <laughs> woo! Banger! A double hairspring. Yes. Leaf hands. Yes uh what's 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 really great about this timepiece is and I had a conversation with someone online recently. I posted a picture and they said they they made a comment i'm gonna you know hopefully I'll get it as as accurate as possible, but they said something to the extent of what's great about Moser is that they can release a watch with absolutely no branding yes, and their design language uh speaks volumes about who they are as the company that you immediately recognize it without knowing, without seeing any branding. So mm-hmm. the fact that like you could see this watch, there's there's literally on the front that the case, the dial, it it doesn't say anything. Yes, it's it's just it's just art. It's just beauty. Mm-hmm. And but if you know, you know. And funny story that I'll share really quickly. I was in D.C. recently.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And we'll share some footage or some photos from there. And I got to hang out with a a gentleman whom we're friends with from afar, but we've gotten to know closely now, Albert Combs, who fostered and created a group in D.C. called Official CP Time, Cultured Perspective Time. And uh, he had had his second annual watch meet at the Tiny Jewel Box in D.C. And uh, we're hanging out with all of his dudes and there was a moment when we went to go take a, a wrist shot. And I had this under the cuff and I pull it out. And I kid you not, there was another gentleman there. I can't remember his name, but I know his face. I'll get his name. Uh, and he, he blurts out and he points at me. He says, that's an effing Moser. And, I, and at that point I knew. I said, well, well, not only do I probably have the most interesting watch here, mm-hmm. <laughs> But this brand means a hell of a lot to people, and nice. and people see it; it's on their radar. They get it, and it's something that they are impressed by. They don't come by often, No. and when you see it, you recognize it, and it's like, wow! Like, watchmaking—true watchmaking—is still alive. As, so, as,
3: as they should, for sure. absolutely. So, should. so
2: this—it's been a joy to wear. I know I'm I'm very long winded, uh, but I'm I'm having a, a blast, and this is. It's been quite an experience. So, shout out to Claudio. Shout out to Moser. Yes. Thank you for allowing me to, to, to wear this watch
1: for the time being.
3: That's a killer watch. Ben, will you. Uh...
0: What do you got on, Ben? Yeah. Will,
1: will we classify this as a banger? I think uh, so. Uh, I Woo! think so. so. <laughs> I thought you was
0: going to stand up for this one. No. <laughs> you had to move the mic.
1: So, I'm wearing. Shout out to John Tam.
0: Yes. Shout because out to John. John's a big, big supporter of the show. This this
1: guy isn't even here, and this is his watch, and I have it on my wrist. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing a watch that he hasn't even gotten a chance to wear yet. He just got it today. And when I told him, yo, we're filming tonight with the guy, who's like, wear it on the show. Respect. He said, like, you John have Tan. to wear this on the show. I love Sorry. John Tam. Shout out so to him. we gotta get him on soon. I yes. haven't even said it. He'll be here, so we can. Good. He'll be here next week, which I'm super excited to hang out with him. I haven't even said it yet. I'm gonna set it in front of him, with him, for him, because it's a perpetual calendar. It's, uh, it's the new Patek 5320G with the salmon dial.
2: Kill Woo! Killer. So, Fire. yes, banger. Hot.
1: Been staring at it the whole time I've put it on. Yes. Uh, white gold case, step lugs, the moon phase is gorgeous. The hands are gorgeous. It's apparently Terry Stern's favorite reference.
3: Really? So, yeah.
1: yeah. it makes sense. So it has, it's, it's, yeah. it's I don't know. It's I just, love it it feels Patek's great. And, I and,
3: the, and the fact that the predecessor of this watch hasn't been fully loved yeah. by people, uh, at least it from what matter. I'm saying. You know what I mean? Uh, it's absolutely mesmerizing to me. Uh, it's such a classic, um, you know, reinterpretation of a art deco, proper art deco case that mm. is absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. It is great that they did those syringe hands the way that they did it and this is a proper salmon dial. Yeah, you know? It's real what I mean? is really what does it for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this looks no, like it was made in the
1: 40s and just hasn't left. Yeah, totally.
3: Totally. And, and the least... Uh, looking like Patek, those are my favorite Pateks. My favorite Patek is the 5235 Mm. uh, G, which is an absolute gracious watch. Yeah. And, and this is on the same vein.
1: Yeah. So John, when you get this watch back, well, when you pick it up next week, it will not be on this shitty brown strap. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get the bed treatment. (laughs) Just so you know.
0: Bend it out. Bend it out. Um, so uh, I'll go next. What do you got for us? Just okay. never repeat to watch. So,
1: I think he's repeating to watch.
0: No, I'm actually not. Woo! <laughs> nice. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to uphold my title. There we go. You already repeated a couple times. Though. I have, but, you know, within reason. Okay. Yeah, sure. What do we got today? <laughs> this, this is a banger. I feel like, and this wasn't planned, guys, for the ones that are viewing, because we got some heat on this couch. <laughs> look aye, at, aye. Look at, you gotta zoom in on Perry's face. That's gotta be a meme. <laughs> <laughs> some heat on his couch. There's some heat, That should be the name of this episode. There's some heat, There's some heat on his couch. couch. There's some heat I on his couch.
2: That's what it is.
0: I am wearing the 44 millimeter Ulysses Norton <laughs> 44. You said yes. that like it's a big thing. This is this big is boy. It's a big boy. A big boy. <laughs> wow. Because you know, you guys know I love small watches. You know, what's funny
2: is I was hanging out with our producer Ashraf today. And we saw a picture you posted that watch, and he said, I think this is bigger than the watch I'm wearing. And I was like, nah. And it is. <laughs> it's a, this is a big <laughs> boy. Beats it by millimeter. Yes. Yeah.
0: 44 millimeter Ulysse Norton Diver X uh, timepiece. Sure. This is in collaboration with Nerona. Yes. The apparel company. Yeah. Now, what makes this watch very special. Talk I'm surprised me. you got that shit over your wrist.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the velcro straps are always so
0: short. Now, that's the thing, it's super short, but I do like my timepieces very tight. Yeah, that's so fine, there's a struggle cutting off your circulation. That's what type. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. So the thing is, this and we, I was having a conversation with my guy Hubert and Eddie. Shout out to them. Um, I have big hands, but I have small wrists. So because I'm a larger guy, people are like, Oh, you're a big guy, you, you can wear this, and it's like. Yeah, I can wear it because of my exterior, but you know, underneath the cuff, I got small wrists. <laughs> big hands, small wrists. I'm kind of like like a cartoon character. Okay. <laughs>
1: if you draw a stick figure with hands, is Rashawn.
0: It's me. So <laughs> so basically, um this timepiece, it is big, but it wears really well, which is very strange. I think because of the carbonium bezel. Mm. It kind of has like this domeish. It makes it look smaller. It makes it, it yeah. It kind of like there's like a there's like kind of like a curvature. It looks like a like if you're looking at it here, it looks like an arena. If that if mm, I can sure. make sense, yeah. Um, but what I love about this timepiece is one of 29 pieces, I think, in Ulysse Nardin's kind of like repertoire timepieces. This is kind of one of their lower numbers of like limited editions and special editions. One of 29 pieces, I actually was able to get my lucky number, which is 12. Okay. Very nice. So this is number 12 of 29. Respect. And they had the L.Y. 29? Um, that's you... a non-specific no. number. It was very specific. <laughs> right? um, I got to ask the guys uh, at U.S. I what think that's founded? a
2: good question. I think it had to do with that, no?
0: With what?
2: Where you were they founded.
0: There you go. Oof. It might have been. Like, I think it's like. What, it's 18, like. It uh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. They're older than that. Seventeen twenty nine. No. Somewhere. Shout out to FX so- Romaine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> 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 we'll, 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 Respect the, we'll, the DMs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but you know, um, UN. We have a great connection with UN. Um, this timepiece. Yeah. This timepiece is actually their most sustainable timepiece. So all of the. Components to the watch are one hundred percent sustainable, yes, so this is a hundred percent sustainable watch. Use
1: recycled parts and recycled parts,
0: all of those kind of things. um me being able to grab my lucky number um was one that I was like, gotta have this watch um and you know i i, I don't I don't know what else to say. I'm actually speechless, like I haven't taken it off since I acquired it, love it to death, super comfortable, very light. Um, you know, kudos, you. man. I thought Comment. you were wearing
1: your G Shock for a second when I saw this strap. It it no, but that's the thing though. <laughs> the it does North look face like G-Shock. the G- the
0: the Doorface G Shock, which I haven't shared on the show. It's so a perfect, I got a couple more watches for the
2: exploration share. watch.
0: Perfect exploration watch. Yeah. Um, so super excited about this. Shout out to the guys at UN. Um, you know, that's 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 all I got to say about this. Very nice. And we got a friend here. We got our friend here, Mr. Carlos. With a, with a very special watch with a very special watch
3: for roots. sure for sure very at least for now unique um well, right now I'm wearing the mech one uh this is uh the first prototype of the mech one uh mech is the the brand that I uh founded with my other two partners, and as you guys can see, I'm assuming that you know you guys are pulling some some pictures on on the screen uh it's a jump power, and the idea behind The watch on the construction is a stainless steel case, very angular art deco design. I like to call it neo art deco uh, for the different, you know, reinterpretation of what art deco design Mm -hmm. should be uh, in the sense of what would a art deco um, designer from that era, from the 20s, from the 30s, would do with today's technology and materials. And this is my reinterpretation of it, our reinterpretation of it, um, it has a fully uh, handmade sapphire hand, minute hand, uh, sapphire dial, sapphire hour disc. It has a raw titanium um, uh, seconds disc, uh, rotating seconds disc. The entire construction of the movement is made out of German silver. Mm. It is a fully in-house uh, watch. Uh, we uh, developed the entire R&D. Uh, we're very grateful for that, for the opportunity. It is with the same team that Mr. Francois Boljorn uses, and they develop with him from the Bagamon Dash line to the Astronomy. Mm-hmm. So it has that same pedigree, that same DNA, and we're very grateful for that. And actually, one of the very interesting things about these watches that are the, the people who help us, produce it because it's not that we have a big manufacturer working with us Mm -hmm. in order to make these watches. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually have a chain line of 16 different smaller boutique providers Mm -hmm. that they really like a story. And they said, you know, we're also very small in, you know, in the big scheme of things in watchmaking we're also starting. They have 10, 15, 20 years after they started their company, but with people with a lot of experience, And they said to us, we're quite impressed about the performance of the watch because most of the time between 80 to 82% of all prototypes, they don't actually work. Mm -hmm. And this one is not just that it works, but it keeps more than a better than a chronometer standard, uh, timekeeping. Mm -hmm. Uh, So right now is pumping out plus three, minus four that if my mind cor- correct you know serves me correctly the COSC standard chronometer it's uh plus six minus four. Yeah. So it it actually runs better than a certified chronometer. And I think that we took that from the page of many independents saying, listen, like well, I mean one of the first ones that coming to mind right now is Francois Paul Jorn that he said, I'm gonna put in on the name of the chronometer blue and the CS, the chronomet sovereign, the name chronometer because I don't need anyone else's validation in order to know that this runs better than a COSC or BESOS one or whatever mm-hmm. sure. other institution. Right. So we're very glad for that. I'm very happy, very proud. And it's, this is just the first iteration and here it is. I'm wearing it right now. I wear it every day and the watch hasn't even flinched so yes. far. It's awesome. No, it looks great.
0: Appreciate it guys. It looks great. It's Thank amazing. you. Amazing.
3: So basically
1: if you own the joint, you have to have one of these.
3: Uh, I, would think it will be a very nice play on it. I think so. Uh, listen, uh, I'm, I'm very well aware because um, we were actually talking before we, we started the show. I don't want to just jump into, into diving into details right now. Um, but I do think that this is uh, a type of watch for uh, a person that already is a well-developed collector. Sure. I'm yeah, a collector before yeah. being. Uh, a a you know this part is, of a watch for brand. someone
2: who's looking for another experience. Yes, right. You know, it,
3: this, this is the type of watch. This is not the watch from a person that already got maybe his first watch or first three watches for sure. And then he's like, "I want to be different. Let me get this." Listen, if you want to get a watch like this, fantastic. But this is not going to have the real appeal of the story for sure. yes. someone like that. Yes, it's yes. mostly for the person that is already has many things, already has it has a uh, g-shock it has everything in between a uh, gruber 4c to uh, seiko 5 and it's already looking for something that cannot get in the it's market. for the lover of, of indie brand correct and, so and to be quite honest Bitcoin. that was the main motivation yep. Yep. where that it pushed me to mm-hmm. m- make the brand with my partners which it was i called the guys and I said guys i'm gonna do this i will love for you guys to be part of it and mm-hmm. they were like why is it that you want to do it and the main motivation was I want to have a watch that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. I want to have a jump hour with modern aesthetics doesn't exist back in the day we're talking about three years ago the only things that you saw that were proper jump hours were either uh, made by very obscure indies yeah you know very difficult to find or whatever or they were vintage they yeah. were 36 millimeters yeah. you know maybe 38 uh, i wear you know bigger side watches i have bigger wrists so i'm like i want to i, I want to see something a little bit different i i don't want to have a module mm-hmm. i don't want to have an etn and a module on top i want to be able to buy a watch that even with a sack of money i cannot not go out there right now and buy it. no yeah. awesome. so let's create it and Absolutely. that's that, that was the main motivation for it that's incredible um,
2: I just want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, a company that, that happens to be a really big supporter of Indie Brands too. Shout out to Get Bezel. Um, you know, we just passed, uh, we, we entered the new year. We're in 2023. And uh, we did a promotion with them. Yes. And just want to let you guys out there know that that continues into the new year. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for a timepiece and you're looking to spend some Christmas money, uh that you may have gotten from a relative or a loved or whatever. Uh visit getbezel.com and use the discount code wristcheckpod. pod. Yes. And you get $250 off your first purchase. Woo. It's a lot of coin. It's enough coin. <laughs> enough so shout out coin. to them. Attracting
3: enough. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, Anything yeah. you can save a little
2: bit. You mm, know yes, what I'm saying? And, yes. and they're big proponents of indie brands. So shout out to them. We have a very close relationship with them and I love those guys.
0: Yes, uh, so let's get into the thick of things, Rashawn. Yeah. Of course, um, I mean, you know, Carlos, I really would love to kind of dig into your origin story because it's one that's very interesting since, you know, we met, um, you know, you've been a guy that has been interested in so much and have been very passionate in so many things. The first time we met, you know, we talked about everything but watches. Indeed. Um, and it's very hard to find in this kind of industry because everybody's trying to flex their muscle, everybody's trying to show like what they know, how much they know, how much they own, et cetera, and everything under the sun. But, you know, you and I kind of connected on something that was bigger than just something monetary. Indeed. So I kind of want to talk into, you know, kind of talk about who you are, your core
3: values, and like kind of what has brought you to the place that you are today absolutely and and thank you for the the question um trying to dissect it a little bit uh i think that the the i'm gonna start with saying that my love for watches was um innate thing uh in me because none of my um, my parents my mother and my father are not watch collectors Mm. and no one really in my family has this attraction to collecting pretty much anything Mm-hmm. Um I was always very curious, um, which is a very politically correct way of saying that I'm a big nerd. <laughs> and I'm very curious yeah. and I like to learn and make and, and ask questions and just you know um trying to to find out what is it that it makes me tick, right? Mm, yeah and when I was uh everything started when I was six years old. I was um Aventura Mall in, in in Miami, Florida. Um and I was walking with my parents, maybe buying some Christmas gifts or whatever, and uh, we passed by a fossil uh, store, mm-hmm. and they had, you know, they always have a little bit of a representation of the watches that they have, and I saw this insane thing. It had, a, like, a rotating vessel that back in the day, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had some little counters on the inside that it was actually a calendar watch mm-hmm. and this very funny thing in the middle that it ended up being a moon face mm-hmm. i never seen something like that because my father always wore a rolex you know that it only takes tells time a beautiful timeless design but he never had these complications sure. so this is my first real uh response to any watch right i've seen my father's i've seen my mom but at that very point they don't even Register in my memory because they never generated that level of impact Mm -hmm. until I saw that, and I'm like, I want that. And my mom looks at me like, "You want to watch? Like you told me that you wanted like a Nintendo or something like that." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. You know what? I changed my mind. I want that. This is so cool." And I put it on, and I couldn't even wear it because it was bigger than my (laughs) fingers, you know. But but, and my mom is like, "Are you really sure?" And I'm like, "Mom." Yeah, this is what I want. It's very cool. You know what I mean? So my mom was a little bit like, you know, thinking about it. Not, you know, reluctant about, about the idea. But she's like, you know what? If, if I'm not going to be spending the coin on, on some video game thing, even better. You know, sure. you can read yeah. a book, whatever it is. So that's where my love for watches really started. And back in the day, we didn't have, you know, Fashionista. We didn't have Hodinki, oh, We didn't have, and not even the forums, yes. right? Yes. Or maybe I was too young for that. But I started just really diving into how beautiful it was to me, you know? And it it never was the intention of, this is expensive. Like, I was too young for me to be, you know, enamored by that type of stuff. Yes. And then I think that that was a natural progression after that. Then um, I started, you know, doing errands for my parents and getting some money here and there. And then I got some other watches. My mom gave me a G-Shock when i was like 10 11 and then i got my first watch when i was 14 mm-hmm. uh, i was a, a formula 1 tag Hoyer. okay uh, cool i'm yeah. still looking for one of those very nice okay
0: so i have to ask so i mean originally you're like born and raised in venezuela correct but this but you your first time piece you seen in miami
3: correct were you splitting your time between venezuela and miami so not really the main thing is that um it was very typical for Venezuelans back in the day to have like a secondary home in Florida. It's, uh, you know it has been very well documented that mm-hmm. uh the bolivar back then our currency was extremely strong. So people had the luxury of actually flying to Miami because things were cheaper in the states. Really? That buying it in Venezuela. So people will flew will fly to to Miami back in I'm talking about, you know, early 90s. Yes. And you guys can already do the math about how how old I am. Uh, And people will do that, you know, they spend either holiday, vacations, whatever it is. So that was a commonality back then. Right. Now, the funniest thing is, so when you were telling about your first
0: timepiece that you love, the funniest thing that came to mind, and I think it came to all our minds, is like, fossil. Dive a dive bezel moon phase. I would never think that Fossil would produce a moon phase and then at the same time that it would be cheaper than let's say a Nintendo. Yeah. You know what's interesting too about Fossil? Yes. So Fossil,
2: I don't know if it was in the nineties, but probably late nineties, early two thousands, they purchased a company called STP. So today. Yes, I don't know if it was back then. We can look and see if it was also earlier. Mm-hmm. But today, all fossil watches have in-house movements. Yes. Wow. Yep. They purchased a company called STP, which develops all their movements. STP develops all the movements for Zodiac. Because fossil very interesting. Zodiac. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you buy a fossil, you that. Yeah. You're buying a watch that has an in-house movement, which is quite interesting. Very interesting. mind blowing. A little bit actually, <laughs> but I mean, the, but
0: it's just like. Of course, too, you know, you're aging yourself, but at the same time, you know, any timepiece with the moon phase complication, easily you're looking at... You're curious. You know, you're looking yeah. at maybe low low end, you're talking about maybe two grand in like, let's say like a long jeans, but more prestigious time for your pieces. first watch
2: is definitely a substantial investment. Exactly. Mm, absolutely. But
0: I'm saying like you saying that, because I'm assuming the Nintendo back then was probably still maybe... $100. 200 bucks. Correct. If it's cheaper,
3: correct. Then like it, I think it was comparative. It Compar- probably, it probably yeah. costs as much as a strap on the yeah. Patek. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's- Bingo. Yeah, there we go. Yes, yeah, that's a good perspective. Yes. Um, crazy. But, but yeah, absolutely insane. And I think that that was the main reason why, uh, you know, my mother actually agreed for me to actually get the watch. She's mm-hmm. like you don't want to you want to watch. Instead? Yeah, and. and, and, and my mom always said like, this kid is so weird. Uh, why would he want to watch? But she was happy because she's like, I mean,
1: less she time She probably thought for... it'd be better for you. Yeah, yeah she's he's like, at the but TV, less yeah. time
3: on the video games, like yes. blue on the yeah. screen, whatever. Little she knew. Um, Do you still own that watch or no? No, unfortunately, uh, my family moves so many times because I'm not even from the capital of Venezuela, which is Caracas. I'm from a very small town in the mountains, in the Andes, called Merida. Mm-hmm. Um, so we moved so many times, and, and we're talking about a, between eight to twelve hours, like on the road. Yes, you know. Yes. Um to to move from one city to the other. So we moved so many times that you know, it got lost in in all that thing. Yes. But the watch that I got after that, uh, at least you know, in in the, in the full metal thing. It's I still have it, which is the, the Formula One Tacoyer that I was telling you guys about.
1: And how how long did it take to get that one after the fossil? <clears throat>
3: um a few years. Um the fossil was when I was around six years old. The Formula One was about fourteen years old, so eight solid years. Mm-hmm. Um and that watch I still remember. I paid six hundred bucks for it and that was the utmost money that I paid in my entire life for anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that that's a testament of me being already more, you know, of an adult, you know, young adult back then, uh, having the responsibility of keeping my things. Mm -hmm. So I still have that watch. And then it was a natural progression. Then I jump into Balmer Mercier. I have a Clifton Chronograph. Very nice watch. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom gave me that one. We went like we split it. We went half and half. Because I was saving money, and that was like, a, you know, a big jump in money. You know, mm-hmm. it was like twenty five hundred bucks, yes. and that was so much money for me. And My mom is like, okay, you know what? You did good in school, blah blah blah. Let me split it for you. And then the interesting thing, and I believe that this has happened to every one of us. Yes. In this on this table is um, once you pass a certain line of price point, you kind of lost respect from <laughs> anything. There and below that
1: point, yes, right, which is ludicrous. Yeah, you look at it differently, right?
2: You look at it differently. I mean, I think you know. In today's day and age, there's still, I guess, it depends on what price point you're talking about, because, uh, you know, being able to wear watches of a particular caliber, where it's very elevated. Like my friend here is wearing a Simon Paddock mm. uh, complicated watch. <laughs> Indeed. Right. But we still appreciate other, brand. other brands that are like <laughs> sub 5K. Yes. Uh, for different reasons.
1: To, to be fair, though. No to, to that point, though, the, the shit that's like sub 5K, aside from like the OP, is like really like fire shit. Like it's undeniable. It's good. It's undervalued. Very good. Like it, it's undervalued, Absolutely. but it also has to stand out for some reason. Yeah. There's yeah.
2: something special about yeah. it at that point, right? It's just not any, any, any timepiece. So. Right. Um, I
0: think that's that's an excellent point. You had a point to make, no, but I would very very you know attesting to to kind of like your your passion and timepieces. Um, you know when you were talking, I was thinking about just a few of the timepieces that you have on. Um, mm. Yeah, on you, brought you. You. Yep. So you brought some watches with you. Yeah, you brought some watches with you outside of you know your your brand, the Mech One. Um, and I was like, what kind of Made you make the decision because not only do you, you know, when we're talking about price point, like not only do you love watches, mm. you buy watches that are at a high caliber. Yeah. You're not talking about like, you know, timepieces that are in, you know, the $5,000 price point that right. we're talking about. Like, mm, you, right. you know, you're buying Vacheron Constantine, you're buying Cartier, you're buying Van Cleef. You own like, you know, prestigious timepieces. What brought you to go ahead to say you know what i'm gonna make my own watch because it's, it's easier for you to just go ahead and spend the money and make and just like no doubt i'll invest in somebody no else's brand what makes you
3: want to invest in your own you know yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good question and actually um like i was saying before i think that it was uh an amalgamation of me like you know time and place right me wanting to really express myself mm. artistically, um, me wanting to say to the world, hey, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm proud of, and this is what I, I can actually develop. Um, but there was a, an actual catalyst for this actually to happen. And just to give you la- guys a long story short, I was in a nice dinner meeting that I was invited by uh, my friend, shout out to him, Max Busser. From MDNF. shout out to Max, shout uh, out to Max, Max. Booster, and
2: my friend, what a flex! <laughs> Max Booster and, and friends, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So we
3: were having dinner in in Miami, um, and we were you know going back and forth with different ideas because back then I used to consult for almost a full year with Epiphone. Yes, uh, they were my clients. What a flex! Uh, for a while, <laughs> <laughs> and we were. You know chatting among amongst many other things about my experience there and max was the one who told me in that you know dinner he's like carlos why is it that you know you just don't make your own brand Hmm. and i'm like i laugh of course because i'm like you're just janking my chain uh but at the same time i'm like you most than any other person that i know knows how daunting that task is knows how impossible for many reasons, that could be uh, not just the financial, sure. but in you know, logistics, uh, art- artistic, actually, to find the motivation to not just, hey, I want to make a one off. No, 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 like to make something sustainable mm-hmm. and to think it uh, in, a, in a more, not just business wise, because I didn't want it to, you know, to make something like, but it makes you know, sense why he would mention that to you it yeah, I, I mean think
2: because of the circle that you find yourself in yes right and when you look at like the success that max booser has had when you look at the success that fp jorn is having mm-hmm. uh, to find yourself in that group you're already part of a certain ilk right that understands what their clients are looking for
3: in independent watchmakers
2: kind of gives you an advantage
3: no no doubt. I, I agree hundred percent with you. And to piggyback piggyback on your point, um like I really like this quote from um Steve Jobs that you never understand what you're doing until you look back, right? Yeah, until until it's you done. have perspective. Mm. Yes. And then you start connecting the dots. Yep. And in that very moment when I'm cutting my mistake, I'm like, this guy is freaking <laughs> nuts. Uh but then in perspective, when I sit down and it, it is the actual moment that something clicked it and clicked. I say, uh, you know what? I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to do this. It's like, why this. not? Yeah, why not?
1: I feel like the, fact, the whole time we're having that conversation with him, he's just like, why not?
3: That yeah, exactly. was correct. And that was that, like that inception of the idea, mm-hmm. that splinter in my head, I that's really how,
1: cooked. How great is it
2: that you could be part of a group of, of people who are, you know, entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs creating something where in this particular group, they're encouraging you do it. Yes. Versus what we know in terms of entrepreneurialism and starting businesses, being a business or anywhere else, they're viewing as competition.
3: No doubt. No doubt. And and I think that that's one of the I believe that watchmaking and, and the watch industry, um, okay, let me rephrase that. Uh, in the independent movement, yeah. in the watch industry, um, there's still that same concept of let's all collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's be honest, we wouldn't have the entire concept of watchmaking industry without mm-hmm. collaboration. Facts, yes. Okay. Yes. facts, yes. facts. Uh, all these yes. brands do it. We even wouldn't have, have a, yeah. a Vashon Constantin, we wouldn't have an Audemars Piguet. We wouldn't have a Patek Philippe if 100%. didn't exist. Oh, That's for sure. Okay. Uh, we wouldn't have what, you know, many other brands into the style of, of many uh, if cacti didn't decide yes. to make these timeless designs. Yes. Um, and and the, the entire concept of having a proper a reliable watch if yeah. you know Omega or Rolex didn't decide to do what they have been doing for so long, right? T- yes.
1: Tudor wouldn't have a chronograph, Breitling didn't have a movement for it, yes.
3: correct? There's indeed, a- indeed, yes. um,
1: MT1,
2: right? Yep, yes. And but the difference is, I think, with the, the micro brands. Mm. They're all open is, about it. They're open about it. They're unafraid right. or unashamed to talk about yes, their bedfellows. Spe- speaking you know, of Max, look, yeah, like, sorry,
1: this Max, he yeah, did? what well, Max didn't, did with Moser. Well, he like, also has an LM one hundred one that they made thirty of. The platinum blue, yeah, dial. correct. The back of it, the movie's is made by Kari. Yes, mm-hmm. the back of it says Kari vooten lining on it. Mm-hmm. Guys,
3: mm-hmm. let's even go back. Thanks to Max. Again, shout out to him. Yes. Shout, out to uh, shout out to Max. I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be here talking about this if it wasn't Max. for him, right? Yes. Um He was one of those fellows that actually started all this. Yes. Because with when he jumped from being mm. in Le mm. Cool, one of the brands that I absolutely adore. Mm. Yes. Uh, and I collect for a very very long time. Um he jumped to uh Harry Winston as mm. head of watchmaking. Yeah. And he created the Opus Line. Mm-hmm. And the Opus Line was that celebration of independent watchmakers yes. being upheld and being promoted and being celebrated mm-hmm. by a big brand, by a big box, big corporation, and telling them, you know what? I want you to do what you're doing under my guidance, under right. my design. Yes. But I want you to do what you do. Yes. And today, um, you guys are, you know, very well versed in this same as me. Um you you guys have seen how the meteoric rise in mm-hmm. pricing for any F Horn, yes. but especially into their uh or the, the resonance too. Yes, absolutely insane. Very
1: few don't come to market but when they
3: do they bang. As soon as you see one of the Opus ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The especially for example, if you guys can pull up one of those pictures, the Opus 1 Resonance Purple Dial mm-hmm. yeah, from Harry ones. Winston. Mm-hmm. They only made I don't know like five or yeah. ten of those pieces. They will go for more money than a subscription tourbillon, twenty five pieces. Yes, of the first pieces that he made. Yes, why? Because it's not because they're so rare, but because of the entire story that they. Yes, you know, have they hold them together? Yes, uh, and you you see everyone in that Opus series, you, you see the guys from, uh, Felix Baumgarten and, and from, from, uh, um, Erwerk, you see yeah. people from, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, you see people from, uh, Ludovic did one, uh, yeah. and so on and so forth. Sure. I can't, yes. can, yes. you know, talk about every single one, but he started all that. And then everyone started to really push him forward when they were doing that. Yes. Let's remember also, um many of the independents were driving their own entrepreneurial careers mm-hmm. yes you, you have bha which is the conglomerate that carrie had with i believe sarpaneva and and uh no with vianney holter mm. uh carrie Butelainen and epi jorn yeah that they were selling the cpcp line mm-hmm. for cocktail and we yeah. have them on the pusher thanks to them yeah so um i think that the entire concept of collaboration is Slowly, but surely, for the right smart minds in the, in the watchmaking industry. It's not as frowned upon anymore.
0: No,
1: but it's also and, coming back. And hopefully, back. like,
3: embraced. It's co- yeah, it's coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's, coming yeah, back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's being embraced. embraced. It's if definitely embraced. If we see, for example, the last collaboration for Zenith that they did with Caribou, Linini, Yeah. And those prices went through the freaking roof with Philips. Yeah. That tells you the enormous opportunity that you have right yeah. here. And the other shout out that I want to give, talking about Max, what they did with Bulgari. Yeah. first oh, yeah. okay. time one of these big brands make a collaboration with a smaller independent mm-hmm. and that watch is a banger, yes, a banger. Yes, a banger. absolute banger Yes. so banger. I think that's a testament into this thanks to, to, to that same concept is that um, we decided to do Meg, and I'm more than happy to so in the future do something like cool that what's
2: cool about I think your perspective um, much like some of the um, the the people that are are involved in your life you know you mentioned max Booser. um is that as a collector of a particular caliber Mm -hmm. you're very much dialed in to what the expectations are from consumers like yourself indeed in terms of watch collecting and you brought some watches for us this evening so i i would like to take a moment to go over. You brought four watches with us. Yes. Um, I want to know what makes this collection so special because I'm sure there's a, a, a bit that you can share about each one of these that'll lead us back to what you and your partners are doing with Mac. No so doubt. Let's start with the, you have a Cartier American. That's it's a, a century. Yeah.
3: That's actually a century. Oh, uh, it is. Bre- oh, wow. Brevent okay. Collection.
2: Let's pull that out.
3: So yeah, for sure. That let you want to start like from most recent to the the oldest, or you want to start chronologically? I don't know if it matters, okay? <laughs> he's got some heat, right? got some heat I in think, there. I yeah, think
2: yeah, yeah. There's a lot of heat on heat. the couch. I think the focus of the evening is definitely mech. Yes. But I want to go into, because I, I, I feel like, I know you have way more watches than what you brought with us tonight. No doubt. So, but I know that this is curated for a, 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 a particular point, and I want to get into that.
3: Absolutely, so why don't we start and and the main concept of this this I, w- I will say this little uh selection that i brought for you guys is what i like to call a time capsule okay. that it oh, will okay. make me uh the collector that i am today mm-hmm. and and the reason why mech exists mm. um so the first watch that i have right here and the reason why i brought it is very important this is uh seventeen thousand rolex oyster quartz yes um you know, white dial, extremely comfortable. the The pricing of those watches has been absolutely insane. People they, wouldn't give been, two pennies for that. Yeah, the
2: last the last year, have, we've seen a, a big, a big increase. Yeah, yeah in and, terms of
3: interest and price. And I think going back to the concept of people starting to appreciate something because of how unique they are. Yes. and because they cannot get it anymore. Yeah, Rolex only produced quartz for uh, among about ten years. Yeah, and that was it. No more? No less. I think they're
2: said to be somewhere maybe just a little north of 20,000 pieces that produce.
3: Indeed. Yeah. Um, we recently saw the Philip option going the the a piece of the day date, uh, one of the only ones in steel. Yeah. Going for, you know, I, I believe the hammer price was for 40. Mm-hmm. Uh so insane. Uh and the main reason why I brought that watch is that is the first heavy emotionally attached watch that I have in my collection yeah. because that was my every day's pop's watch, my father's watch. It,
2: it, it, I, I, let me, if I can make a comment, you know, wearing an Quartz is a ballsy choice. Yes. Yeah. And the reason being is because there's so many people that are uneducated. Yeah, they think it's fake. That the yeah. first thing they want to say is that that's a fake Rolex. It ticks. And it ticks. It, it ticks. And a Rolex you know? doesn't tick. And it's like, you guys have no yeah, clue. Yeah, you have no
0: clue. You have no clue. It's, yeah, a, buck, I mean, it's a
1: Buckley oyster cords too. It is. Yeah, it's with, with tritium plots. It's it, nice.
3: Even, even uh, you know, JC said rollies that don't tick tock and it's because it's like it's not fake, right? It's a it's a preconception of it. It's it is is a preconception. Um, yes. but it is very important because this watch, I think that I was telling you about it. Yes. Uh, this watch was almost stolen from my father's wrist oh, in Venezuela. Wow. Yeah. Uh, three dudes just went behind him to rob the watch and my mom shout out to mama ramirez uh shout out to to mama she went straight up uh uh warrior latina
1: she took a chancla
3: almost (laughs) she immediately went down and beat off one of the dudes and the guy was screaming like what
0: the hell this lady's crazy uh
3: and the dudes were so perplexed by getting beat Mm. that they just immediately run off, right? Yeah. And the watch was dingling. The watch was completely open. Oh, they almost so, got them. They almost got it, right? Wow. So uh, when when we were, uh, you know, moving out of Venezuela, um, it was it was a little bit of a tragic situation because we had to move out of Venezuela for political reasons. Yeah. Um, my dad and I, has, we have always been very close. And to every one of his children, Every time that uh, they graduated from college, he will give them a watch. Yes. and it was either uh, Rolex of any kind. Yes, uh, and I was the only one that I didn't receive one, and which is the most ironic because I'm the only watch collector in the in the house wow. in in the family. Uh, and I'm like, yo, w- like, what's, How many up? You what's going on? Huh?
1: How many siblings you have?
3: Uh, so I have five siblings.
1: So five other watches got handed out before you. got Yeah,
3: home. yeah, and even my, my little sister got hers first and i'm like what what the hell is going on here my Mm. man um (laughs) so time passed and and then my dad um told me hey i need you home asap he was you know already gone from venezuela i was still there just taking care of some things for the family and i run home i arrived there and i'm like yo what's up and he's like listen i never gave you the watch because i sent it for service they took forever, uh, and because of the situations in the country, whatever. Um, it's finally back. It's finally back. My mom was there, and my mom gave me the watch. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm assuming that I don't need to tell you much about it, uh about the watch because this is my actual personal watch that i'm giving directly to you it's not something that i bought yeah and i gave like you know one of your, the most personal correct one you of know the most and, personal. The, and i own, i i will assume that you understand the meaning behind mm. it yeah and that's why this is a watch that it will never not just leave my collection but it will never leave my family i'm gonna it also give this like one a, to my it's kids got,
2: it's like a bubble bag case which is kind of interesting
3: it's very ah uh,
0: yeah 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 it's cool well, the thing, the, the coolest thing Thanks. too, um, you know, if you look at an Oyster Quartz and you look at a Mech 1,
3: there's subconsciously or consciously, yeah.
0: I was going to say, there's a bit of like the 70s design. And obviously, you know, off camera, we spoke about it is like, Art Deco is not necessarily a time. Correct. It's more of a design philosophy. It's a design philosophy, a culture. So, Art Deco, even, you know, we spoke about it before, even let's say, shout out to Reggie, who is a really, um, you know, is an amazing, talented artist. He doesn't necessarily do Art Deco, but his genre of art eventually will be in that realm of what's memorable to an Art Deco. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Like the the idea of something that's timeless yeah, well, that I think continues like art, to recreate itself. Art has a way of um,
2: resonating with whatever period it derives from. Exactly. And so that kind of carries itself forward. And you can always trace back uh, through contemporary artists wherever they're, you know, whatever they're referencing.
0: So you can never date it. You can date it. Well, you, I mean, yes, but I'm saying but like, you know, it still it stays all, relevant. It, is,
2: it stays relevant through really talented artists. Yes. They, they have a, a way about them where they're able to make the past feel fresh. Yes. Uh, which I think is what he's getting at with what he's talking about with the Mech One. Correct. Referencing uh, the Oyster Quartz.
3: No doubt. Um, then we jump after the Oyster Quartz. The other yeah, thing that I brought here, one of the four watches I brought, is my, this is actually my first Fastron. I bought this, um I want to say about eight nine years ago in Miami, um, and it was like a celebration for me because I started to do better financially. I was well, you know. Uh, well, Those are all well the most pieces. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and 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 also back then because people were not appreciating appreciating these watches. Yeah, no, Vacheron was.
2: I think not really until after like during COVID. Did Vacheron really start globally at least correct getting the respect maybe in Switzerland and, yes. and other parts of
3: Europe but yeah maybe not in America. Asia as well Asia, yeah, not yeah. America. yeah 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 for sure but for me I always love Vacheron and and I again I'm being always the the odd choice uh type of collector um and and this watch just spoke to me immediately this mm-hmm. is the limited edition yellow hand second generation overseas and I love that watch since that day one that I put it on on the
2: reminds me a bit of the boutique. Everest. It yes. looks just like the Everest. Actually, yeah.
3: this is the watch that inspired the Everest. Okay. Uh into it it w- its conception. Okay. uh because it also has a titanium mm. vessel and mm. the titanium pushers. Mm. Um but the interesting uh part of this watch, I got it, you know, brand new, fully discounted. People were not looking for it. I was wearing it, and people are like, what you're is that you're a weirdo Why don't you have like a you know royal oak or something sure um and precisely i i was always so um proud of that because objectively this is a better watch yes you sure. know it's also a ferrari piguet uh that also is being used or it used to be used in in the the regular royal oak and then offshore they still use it um but this has the complication of the big date yeah um the decoration is a little bit different and this is a proper sports watch yes this is 150 meter water resistance anti-magnetic sharp resistance and whatnot and besides that the reason why i brought it is because it also has a very important emotional connection with me uh which if you guys see on the back side of that strap that yellow very you know impulse uh very shiny strap is um a piece unique strap that uh none other than shout out to him christian Salmoni, uh did for me wow. um i met with him we you know talk about it several times until he's like you know what carlos you have been on this uh rubicon on, on different scenarios with the brand uh let me help you it's wow. gonna be my my um christmas gift to you that was last year mm. um and and i'm the only one with that's strap. you know and it's it's very important because it's stan vashon constantine which they don't do for second generation mm-hmm. and so so it's very very interesting and again it's another um important step for me into the watch industry just being pulled in yes. into being you know just that little more special type of treat and, and 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 idea for me to actually uh be even more motivating to continue my journey yeah um that and that watch has seen the most wrist time for me in the last four years or so really? it um, looks well loved yeah yeah it has been you it can definitely tell. has been
0: but now now diving into because you talk about just like you know your relationships and these kind of things like you know i already called you like the dosakis dude <laughs> you know tell me like you know, kind of where these relationships stem from, because you, you have such an extensive background and you have so many outside interests. You collect many things. Yeah. You collect many talents. You collect many languages. Indeed. Um, you know, you have an extensive educational background and all these kind of things. So kind of let's, let's dive into kind sure. of like, you know, your outside interests, what brought you to this kind of point etc
3: and so forth That that's a great question and actually that's um, circling back with the concept of for me it's extremely important the, the idea of relationship is there's no interaction with another human being uh for me just as you know as you guys know about this industry the flex or or the idea of i have something you know cooler than you and whatever uh, it has really dominated the new market over the new idea of collectors, right? Um, back in the day, because that level of interaction didn't exist. It was mostly about what it, what does it mean to you? Yeah. You know, I have, you know, are you a listener then? And it means this and this and this for me, yes. um, or I have a Jar Perigo or I have yeah. whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, it was the emotional connection that you have for the watch and the fact that you actually use your watch mm. and people didn't see it as, as investment asset class, which is absolutely fine. Actually, I do that for a living, but going back to that point, uh, I have, my background is in law Yes. Uh, in, in Venezuela. I, I went to law school um, and that really helped me to, um, you know, change a little bit of that, that brain chemistry mm. of understanding on how things work, how I interact with people, how, you know, doing business, et cetera, many things. Right. Um, but then once I moved out of that space, which it wasn't very extend, uh, I decided to tell my dad that I don't see myself practicing law as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I have a lot of creativity and I I think that I have way more uh to give out uh to people, no no disrespect to people that love uh a, you know. Practicing as as an attorney. Yes. But for me, it was like, I want to do something more. And I have a different calling. And I, you know, try different things. And I want to, like, run up the idea of being a consultant. That's what I became, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trying to find out ways of how to help people with that perspective, those ideas, and that creativity that I have. Um, And that really helped me to move from being A guy with his backpack and his laptop going around to later have uh, a company with 40 employees in Venezuela, in Caracas, Venezuela. Um, And then I have the opportunity of starting uh, the first TV station in Latin America, uh, online TV station back in 2006. Mm. Um, And that also, you know, everything that I did, it really pushed me to try different things and to uh get outside of my comfort zone into things that I barely knew. Like, yeah. what the hell does a, you know, 19, 20 year old kid back in the day know anything about that when he's going to law school, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I had, again, to reinvent myself, to get new skills, to learn new things and to uh, understand how to adapt. Also, to interact with different mentality people, because in law you are you know, in a homogeneous type of environment. Right. But when you go into creative, into arts, into cinema, TV, whatever. You're with whatever. different kinds of people. Right. Yeah. You that know? Point. Yeah. You're with journalists. You are with producers. You are with any kind of, of other type of, of professionals. So that really gave me that, um, I believe, tact into how to adapt and to talk to any kind of person. And I'm very uh, glad for that. Um, and then after that, which is what I'm doing today, uh, I work in finance. I work in private equity. And I decided to uh, transform, besides mech, I decided to transform my passions into my day to day job, mm. which is investing in real estate. I love real estate, um, cars, and watches. Yes. And that's the other thing that I love. I love cars. And I think that anything mechanical speaks to me, anything that has uh, a vast idea of design and and anything that has been made for the pure enjoyment of the soul i'm gonna be there yeah. I, that's why i love wine i love cars <laughs> i love women i love watching <laughs> <laughs> ah, yo i'm there it comes out right <laughs> right um uh i think i think that that's um in a capsule what what i'm all about you yes. know it's about adapting about people about different opportunities correct yes absolutely yes. indeed in your
0: experience, um, something that you shared with me that the guys don't know of.
1: About to. <laughs> let's see. Let's see.
0: This is funny. So let's let, so let's play. You know what? We've never done this before. Let's play a mid-game between <laughs> <laughs> this episode. Usually we play a game at the end. So Carlos has a hidden talent. And He shared it with me. And I had no clue. I would have never thought this in a million years. He has a hidden talent. I'm going to give you guys one guess. Guess what it is. And then he will- How the hell are we going to guess it? No, I'm just saying like anything obscure. Just anything obscure. What you think he made. He could hula hoop. He could juggle. Okay.
1: Juggle. Hula hoop. Hula hoop. Can you share
0: your your, something that-
1: He's going to say some shit you never even heard of.
0: No, he told me. That's how I was like- oh, He
1: told you one of them. Need a clue. Yeah, where's Where's the clue Give me a
0: clue. Give me a clue.
1: Pregnant pause.
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Clues, I'm Come trying to on. find. A, I'm trying to find a good I'm clue that man. because I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. um Let's just do this, okay?
3: Chuck Norris. There you go. You know, no karate. karate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I practiced martial arts my entire life. Okay. Um, and I'm actually a a black, black belt black belt in in jiu I'm not surprised. Yeah, like yeah. kicks some ass. Yeah, <laughs> with a mech on. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it you know it really forms you, um, and and I'm very glad for that because it gives you a lot of like you know uh, form and, and and perspective. Well, it gives you life.
2: form of body and form of mind, right? Indeed, indeed. Yeah. The I'm form of body familiar. I have lost a little bit,
3: uh, <laughs> but the form of mind yeah, for
2: sure is
3: is definitely something. But no, that, that makes
2: sense. You carry yourself in a very particular kind of way. Indeed. Uh, to describe it as militant wouldn't do it justice because it's not militant, but there's that's the closest I think that you discipline. Can get to it. Well, yeah, it, well, the, the word discipline is interesting because discipline speaks to you being. I think a lot of people perceive discipline as like cutting yourself off or something. Yeah, but there is the the process of, of having a discipline. Mm. rather than being disciplined. Mm. Yeah. Right? What you need to be disciplined to have a discipline, but you do <laughs> strike me as someone that has something else that they ascribe to. it's is very important that you adhere to and it's just like this is part of who I am and how I cameras and how I engage with people. It's mm-hmm. a voice.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised. That's cool.
3: I, I appreciate that. Absolutely.
0: Um let's segue into I was a blue belt. We got and two more like, watches hey. Yeah, i was gonna say, let's segue into <laughs> Oh yeah, for
3: sure. So interesting uh, about the next watch um this is uh, Van Cleef & Arpels, um monsieur Pels is a very interesting watch because this it's is Salmondal uh and and that's one of the give dead giveaways about what, why this watch is so uh strange unique if you will is because Van Cleef uh, is, is rare that they do anything salmondale. Mm-hmm. And please guys, uh, the viewers or the listeners correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the, the only Van and and uh Monsieur Pearls that they have done with a salmon Um Yeah, I've never seen this. And it's very interesting because it's a tribute to team members mm-hmm. uh, up to, it was launched in 2006. And this was not sold to the public. Mm. This is a watch that was only sold to Two team members. Years. And again, just guys, just make the, a quick math. But Cliff and Herpels is mostly a brand that appeals to women.
0: Yes.
3: So mostly, you know, statistically, of the people that work that are part team members in bank cleaner are going to be women mm. yes this is a fairly large watch it's 40 millimeters yes yeah. so it's not a watch that many women especially back then would wear wear, and wear. because you know women wearing bigger watches became on vogue i want to say recently you know i want to say maybe five six years ago Yes, very sure. um very sure. more or less so just with those numbers, the amount of watches in the wild that they actually sold of this uh, version, I believe that it must be on the two digits, mm. no more than that, you know? Mm. Um, so it's a fairly rare watch, and it has a very special nomenclature in the back that is HH, yeah, and I it's high horology, yes. and that, you know, I haven't opened it yet. I will let you guys know as soon as I do, but it must have a high horology movement. Um, and that was confirmed by a ex Richmond, um, guy watchmaker that he immediately told me he jumped into it, which is one of my partners at Meg. shout out to John. Um, he told me, I'm very interested to see what is underneath the hood of that watch. Yes. And, and that's why I brought it because I think that the story is extremely interesting and, you know, appealing to the rarity of something that a it might, is saying it still it might not be super expensive or anything but it's very interesting to me it's very, yeah. because it's rare it's yeah. special yeah it's you know objectively special uh and that's why i brought it can you share how you acquired it absolutely it was open like any other person trying to find a, a secondary uh market watch it, this was through an inquiry through chrono 24. Mm. um i asked the guy a so the the watch pop out a day before i went in right okay. mm-hmm. uh i go in i see the watch and i immediately say like what the hell is this um i was already you know i toyed with the idea of right. going for a van cleef and Arpels mm-hmm. since when they started working with ashenor and they did the the Jump power yep. uh which i really love and and they have some other very interesting watches um, but that you know that appeared, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is, but I love salmon dials. I don't have that many salmon Um uh, that many,
1: and, so you have more than one. And huh, you have more than one? <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, but you know, it really caught my attention just because of all that, and because the price. I mean, I'm like, this is not that expensive. Let me go check it out. You guy, less than 10 grand. The guy less than 10 grand yeah. Oh wow, less Clearly. than five grand oh yeah. no 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 no! i got a like bargain three. wait so now do huh? you know paid three. i paid thirty two hundred? yeah so do you so do, do you believe
0: that this came from the original owner was this from an employee? it was because I, I, had, that's had. Why I was like can you share this i,
3: I have the paperwork somebody somebody's in trouble <laughs> no 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 they only so they, yeah yeah so, <laughs> they have they they used to have a clause that you need to keep the watch for a very specific amount of time you know, more than 10 years past. Yes. So, it's fair game. Yeah, okay, it was uh,
2: 1906 to 2006. Correct. So, it's, I mean, almost 20 years. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So, it's fair game. And I do have original papers, ba- uh, boxes. It, the guy was very cool. If you're watching this, uh, thank you, We bro. hope you're watching. Um, yeah, and yes. he gave me, like, three straps with the watch. So, pretty, pretty cool. And Yeah, that- he never wore that it was unworn yeah no it's min- unworn. yeah you could tell you could tell worn. insane um automatic by the way yeah. and then the last watch that i brought is the last the most recent acquisition that i got oh uh okay. it is the, the, the case back
0: stick is still on it yeah
3: exactly uh i barely used it a couple times and this is the Tank Centre tray uh collection privé from oh. cartier this is the rose gold uh dial and it's a very, very cool watch. Extremely limited. It's only, uh, I believe, that 120 pieces per, mm-hmm. per market, per metal. Um, so I was very uh, glad that I could get one. Not from Pretty. the American market, by the way. Mm. Uh, that was a very interesting um, watch because uh, my girlfriend, shout out to Tracy, Shout out, to tracy. Uh, shout out to tracy exactly uh she she's originally from hong kong and we went to visit her family and you know we were going around here and there and we got invited to an event in from Cartier, and we went to this event very nice private event and whatnot and right then and there uh the lady the sales representative uh, asked me why are you looking for and i'm like Um, anything collection privé, like I'll (laughs) freaking take it, you know, uh, and she's like, okay, but which one in particular are you looking for? Uh, do you have the tang Chinois? Yes, we do. I'm like, okay. Uh, let me see it. Uh, can you sell me one? And she's like,
0: yes, of course.
3: Wow. I'm like, (laughs) Um, I'm like, this is a glitch in the, in the matrix. Uh, yeah, definitely, let me have one. So, um, no, I'll let you finish this guy because I want to ask you something,
0: um, because now we're kind of going, diving a little bit into the industry because obviously we are in the industry as well. Yeah. Um, You know what, I'll, I'll, I'll ask it outright because I do have a really good friend who was able to get an application pre piece, but not in the U.S. market. And I understand that the U.S. market is very competitive, We've got a lot of ball players. We got a lot of dudes that just could just
3: do it. Correct.
0: But I find it very crazy that like, you know, in these other markets, they don't have those collectors that, you know, because like you said, like, how do you walk into an event and you can just buy an application piece? Well, I,
1: I think when he finishes the story, we'll get there. I think it was mainly timing. It was yeah
0: it was uh,
3: absolutely you, you
1: you a year you, ago probably not
3: you you hit it on the nail and yeah i think again same concept of right time right place yeah type of scenario uh i got to hong kong and and it was recently open to everyone because yes. of COVID, right um we took nice trip over there and whatnot mm-hmm. and once we got there uh, I started realizing that many places have insane pieces and every time I went into one of these ads or, or boutiques, whatever it is, uh, they started immediately. They just throw it at you, bro. Insane, but it goes even deeper than this mm. people. These, um, sales associate will bring out a calculator and do the math in front of you. Will this price be okay for you? I'm like, did I tell you that I want the watch? And so I, I didn't even bargain, and the person is already throwing on my face 20% mm. off. Mm. Wow. And then, oh, um, I'm like, well, you know what? I don't, oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I understand. You're a businessman. Let me give you 25%. What about 25%? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, You're I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't right oh, oh yeah. you, you know what? I get it. I'm being I'm being mean to you. I'm being you know very very square. Forty percent. Let me give you thirty five percent. I'm <laughs> like yo, stop it, my man. I don't want to buy your whatever it is that they were offering me. But it was very you know it would that translate to any other brand sure. that I was going around checking out. Mm. Um, in the in the case of 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 Cartier when they invited me for for the event and whatnot, uh, I had to say very different the type of events that they make in asia in hong kong that what they make here they over there is insane that the way that they treat you they treat you like freaking royalty my guy. the only times that i've seen that they treat you like that into any kind of event that brands make is because you are a big baller Mm. that you are you know throwing coin at their faces like crazy uh over there i'm 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 a new guy they don't Mm. know me and they're treating me like royalty and i'm like okay i mean I might have to buy like a strap or something because I'm gonna feel bad if I don't buy anything. Um, and And this lady tells me, uh, we're just releasing the chinois, so I'm like, maybe I'm lucky because they are just releasing this watch, and I know how difficult it's gonna be to to release, mm-hmm. uh, especially because the majority of the privet collection I have a very bigger race, as I was saying. Yeah. Um, so I like bigger watch, and the tan chinois actually works very, very well. Yeah. And I said, okay, listen, if I can get one for sure. Uh, I think for me, I can enjoy the watch. And at the same time, it's a great investment. So for sure. Um, and she tells me, uh, we're not going to have it ready because we, we're not releasing it right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else in mind that I can get, give you right now? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what is going on right here. I'm not going to ask. I'm not that dumb. Uh, but I said to her, listen, I always love the Tanzan the Rose Gold, and, blah, blah, blah. and she's like, let me ask my manager. She takes ten minutes, come back, and she's like, "Would you like to get that watch?" Mm. And I'm like, "I'm dreaming. What the hell is it?" Um, <laughs> and immediately <laughs> say, "Yeah," because it's like it's like being offered a fifteen two hundred two or sixteen two hundred two at this point, uh, a Royal Oak Jumbo and an Nautilus. You know, at the same time, yeah. saying No, I'm not that insane. I say immediately, "Yeah, give it to Papa." Um, and I, and I picked up the two watches and she's like, anytime that you're looking for something else, just let me know. So you got the
1: Chinois and the Sentry? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
3: The the Santrea, I actually wore it uh, while I, I flew here and the Chinois still has not been delivered, but, um, I'm expecting to pick it up anytime soon uh, when I fly back to Hong Kong. But, you know, I think it's, is um, that's why I was telling you guys, it's like a time capsule of my collection mm. of my collecting days mm-hmm. uh, that I'm still a collector of, of my very heart I'm gonna continue buying watches because it's what I do. I think until I start uh creating the same watches with the same type of complication yes. that um that I'm satisfied with in mech but there are certain sort of things that we're not ever gonna be able to replicate. Yes. So I will still buy a tungsten track. I will still buy a reversal firmature. Cool. And yes. so on and so forth. That's what I was gonna ask too, as far as like,
0: you know, because you just recently um, you know, unveiled the final proto for the mech one. Um, yep. my my next question to you would be, what's next for mech? Because now you're talking about complications. Um, it's very, it's very interesting that you kind of go straight into a timepiece that's very complicated Mm. on a um, design, mechanical design perspective. Like if you're going to do it, like you just like went all the way out. Usually everybody goes safe with just time only. You may go time and date. And most of the time people don't. It's usually time only. So when you're talking about complications because you are a student of the game, Mm. What's the next complication or what's next for Mac? Like, you know, when is production? Because I know, you know, you've already been taking orders.
3: Yes. What, what's, what's rolling out? Tell us what's up with 2023. Uh, good question. So let me unpack that. I'm not a betting man, but i very astute what you just said. Uh, I like to really see trends. And one of the reasons why I decided that the, the best... Uh, route for us to start was with a jumping hour is because the definition of insanity is is doing the same thing time and time again and expecting different results every single person every single watch brand starts with a time-only watch Mm -hmm. the big majority of them so the only thing that you have to produce differently is your interpretation of design and your you know your mechanics your you know under the hood your movement yes um so you can make uh, an absolutely amazing movement but if it's a time only what is it that you're bringing to the table so you need to be either uh reshep reshepi with Acribia that you bring out the ak line that is very strange for many people and let's be honest it wasn't well received right. from day one it actually took a steep dive uh and people started to recognize it many years after reshep re- released it, and also started paying more attention when he released the 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 chronomeric contemporane um either you have that and then you have the fame and the accolades and you have a hackman on your on your um atelier or whatnot or you are under the wing of a big corporation of a big brand name yes Um, there are many brands doing that or people like for example just this is this is not even premed- premeditated, but um, I'm just thinking on the top of the dome. Uh the like people from Norway, uh they release very interesting watches. Sure. And they have the you know that push that turbo the supercharger of using tutor movements. Yeah, you know, that's a big flex. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um I didn't want it to play either or. Yes. You know, I think that what I wanted to do was going fully independent. Going more into the route, into the mentality of a Vianney Holter, of Andre Estrella, yes. of even, you know, the same uh, Francois Paul Jorn. That it's not that I think that I'm like them. Not at all. I'm not a watchmaker. I will never uh, put that timeline on me. I just love design. I just love watches. And I wanted to do, as I said before, I wanted to do something and put out something into the market that I could not buy myself yeah. or myself with any amount of money. I think a
2: jump hour is a really good choice. It's, to me, in terms of complication, especially right now with the popularity that we've seen in terms of watch collecting with Mm. the oncoming and the fervor of uh, new watch collectors, it's one of those complications that are slowly, slowly becoming a low-hanging fruit in Mm. terms of people who aren't familiar with very many complications are becoming familiar with jump hours. Yeah. And they're still just rare enough. You don't see them. They're not super commonplace. No, it's not. That for people who are, A, you know, very well seasoned, who are familiar with the complication, don't have very many brands that offer it to them. Yes. And to people who are new to watch collecting, it's still very unique and different enough that you may be willing to take. The risk. Yes. What what's the price point of one of these?
3: So the Meg One, the subscription launch edition in stainless steel, uh, it has an introductory price of twenty okay. one five hundred. Okay. Twenty one thousand five hundred dollars. Yes, yeah. it is. It, and and the main reason is um, one of one of the, the things continue with that idea of of explaining the the concept behind it is the big majority of the brands, we have more than two thousand brands. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have many of them being independent. Yes. And so. We have people that have been intergenerational into watchmaking and unfortunately they do not make it into the market. And one of the reasons why I started studying why that happens statistically is because they don't have this triangle of being very good at design and Mm. and having that heart element, being very good at watchmaking, having that, you know, engineering element and being very good at business Yes, and developing right way with the right way paving the road for the brand. yes so if you if you don't have that that trilogy if you don't have that trinity over there you're not going to be successful or at least the numbers are not on your favor right um so thinking like that what we decided to do what i designed it into the entire scope of, of the brand is let's be very intentional with the pricing not trying to make a quick buck right yeah, no, now yeah right brand. Uh, for two reasons number one we need to prove ourselves because we're new yes but at the same time even more difficult is trying to prove ourselves as a brand as an independent brand being from america being yes. americans yes. Right? yes right because we have different backgrounds like eric one of my partners he's originally from hong kong mm-hmm. so he's asian we have uh jud he's originally from south carolina so he's like cornbread American Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm Latino and from Venezuela and you know correct me if I'm wrong but I don't know many Latinos in the watch game right (laughs) many collectors but not in the watchmaking industry no not in the watchmaking industry Mm -hmm. correct yeah so that being said one of the things that that I you know I realized being brutally honest with ourselves is that we were facing the odds it's an uphill battle correct yes it was so if the price on top of that was going to be steep then i'm putting a knife to it's my neck you know yes. yeah. it makes no sense no. so i'm like you know what guys let's make an introductory let's cover all our expenses let's have just a little bit of space to gain some money back and to push the next production mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. so going back into your next question was what is it that we're moving forward towards uh, after this is only 50 pieces. Mm-hmm. Every single mech baseline model will be made in 39 millimeters. This is 39 millimeters. And the reason is uh, I wanted a Goldilocks type of size that mm-hmm. everyone could wear. Right, universal. You know, universal. Universal. Right, universal. I have a bigger wrist, it looks great. Sure. You have a smaller wrist, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, my partner, Eric, he has a smaller wrist and it looks fantastic on him. Yeah. So we said, listen, I think that we have something here, very interesting, very important that we need to continue pursuing, uh, but being smart about it. We, I have a plan of 20 years mm. for the brand. Wow. And in that sense, we want to reinvest into the next, ten, into the next five to 10 years. To reinvest into the company to buy our own machinery yeah. our own cnc our own you know metal art um into the little atelier that we want to start creating yes. here in the states we still don't know where of course yes. but we're gonna find a place a physical place where we we're gonna be able to start our own atelier our own uh, manufacturing if you will and yes. start little by little first you know in different percentage trying to do our own thing. Right. If, we, if we need to buy the, the Sapphire from Geneva, so be it. Sure. But we want to get to a point that we are making 40% of the watches made in America, 60% of the watches right. made in America. That's awesome. Until we can say it is a US-made watch, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, we are already into R&D of the different variations of other watches that we have. I have already designed in black and white the next eight Max and everyone is a different complication. And what I want is to excel at each of those complications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have from jump hour, we have travel time, uh, jump hour uh, with day uh, day night indicator that that's, that will be the Mech 2, um, is a travel time. You heard it here first. We heard Handa. it here first. Yeah, this is, this is just <laughs> being um, released, uh, that information. Um, Wow, we have in the lines in the in the in the design in the pipe works um, a chronograph, uh, rattrapante pusher. Awesome. Uh, we have uh, annual calendar all the you way got up. Got a lot of cooking. Co- yes. Got a lot of cooking all the way up to a grand complication. Mm. So, um, um,
2: yes, yeah. one of the things I wanted to get to because we actually hadn't hadn't covered on camera yet is um, and we'll start to wrap it up, but mech the name. Mhm. What does it
3: mean where it came from? Um where did it come from? Yes. So, it has um triple on tundra the the concept. Okay. Um, right? Uh the first one being it, it is actually very simple the initials of the three founders. Um the initials are which is Carlos, Eric, and Wood, the W that we just Pull it back upside down, down, which okay. is the there M Yes. Uh, for Wood, which is uh, last name for Jod. Um, that was the, the first interpretation of the brand, but then it's because he it sounds mechanical. So we really like Mech, right? Mechanical. Mac, nice. mechanical. Uh, and then we instead of the company being micro engineering company, mm, uh, nice. which is you know the initials of what make it would be. So it has that triple interpretation yeah. of the of, of the name brand. Awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm incredible that's amazing
0: yeah well it was such an honor to have you on the couch with us thank you guys it um, was
3: it, it actually run quite fast so where can that, we uh, where can we get the, the watch having fun huh where can we get the watch so when you if we are working direct to customer we're not gonna work with for any idea, at least for right now okay so you guys can go to make mecwatches.com watches and that. also at mec watches uh in instagram and what we encourage to do is to go to the website and there's a little link or a little, you know, button that you can inquire, send us a message, send us a, an email inquiring for a piece and just jumping into our waiting list. And you guys
2: on social media?
3: Yes. Instagram, mostly right now we're only working on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we expect to expand a little bit more, maybe What's YouTube and whatnot. handle? Now? Uh, at Meg Watches, M-E-C Watches. Okay. Um. And for now, we're only gonna be there. But by the time that we have more content, more like long term content and whatnot, we're gonna expand into. Awesome. Yes. Yes.
0: That's amazing. So, um, to wrap things up, thank you for having us. Well, for us being able to have you. For for, yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I got some time (laughs) You having us? (laughs) Us having you? You being on the couch, etc. And everything else. Thank you all to who listen, to who watch. Sure. Um, you know, you can see us on all uh, DSPs YouTube, yeah. Spotify, Apple, TikTok Google, for the kids. TikTok for the kids. Shout out to Get Bezel. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Get, Get Bezel. Bezel. Shout out to Bezel. But
2: Shout, it's getbezel.com. So, if, getbezel.com. if you're looking for a new timepiece right now or the season, what have you, Yes. Uh, visit getbezel.com and uh, they have some amazing choices. As a matter of fact, uh, at least one or two of the watches we saw tonight, you might be able to, to, to get on, uh, on So Check yes, it out. Check it out.
0: And, and uh, our uh, promotional code, get $250 off.
3: Rich check pod. Rich check pod. That'll nice. do it.
0: Listen. Uh, but absolute pleasure
3: having you. Yeah. Thank uh, you, guys. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for yeah, the time. And you know, let's definitely repeat this because he went like this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. next time, you know, you'll have a couple
2: more pieces out. Hell yeah. And uh, what's awesome is, you know, quite clearly you're a, a serial entrepreneur. Yes. yes. And uh, you keep a very interesting crowd of people. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it speaks volumes about the company that, that you keep, you know, you're know, having, you know, gentlemen like Max Busser encourage you to start your own brand when he is literally in the thick of things with his own. Mm-hmm. I think not only says a lot about who you are as a person and a watch collector that he might admire, but also says a lot about the state of the industry, especially amongst independent brands. Mm-hmm. That makes me very excited. So, yes. Uh, kudos to you. And uh, thank you for joining us this evening. Yes, Muchas gracias. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Could I be the first person on the list for the chronograph?
3: Woo! You got it. Woo! <laughs> you heard it here.
0: <laughs> Risk check. Pause. No discounts. <laughs> All right, episode 42, 44. 24.
2: Sorry. <laughs> Peace. Later, thank you guys.